Hey guys, uh, today is the first day of d- uh, everything audio with day or the beard and fawns. I gotta get why, used to that. Why does it gotta be the beard and fawns? Why can't it be fawns and the beard? Well, I mean, you're the beard. Wouldn't you want to be first anyways? I may have an ego that the size <laughs> of Texas... But uh, no, I don't have to be lead bill on this uh, podcast. Here. Okay, okay. I guess the fawns in the beard, if you you want to. Yeah, it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit better too, if you think yeah. about it. Um. So yeah, we're going to today is our first episode, and we're going to talk about everything like audio. Or today, we're kind of introducing ourselves as a how we got into this and everything like that. But we're generally going to talk about everything audio. Yeah, you know, it's just a great way to legitimize who we are, kind of give you a background of what's going on in the world of audio as well. Um, I've hoped to have plans of doing all kinds of things, you know, talk gear tech stuff, you know, find out uh, engineering, technology, all kinds of things, um, you know, music in general, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what genre it comes from, which is a great thing about everything audio. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we, you know, like, like a... Like Fonzo said, this is just an introductory uh, episode, yeah. and uh, we're going to plan on having these out what once a week or so. Yeah, or take. yeah, probably once a week. And of course, uh, we will uh, have it produced quite well because if we didn't, then it wouldn't quite be an audio show, now would it? Yeah, I know. Like considering that we're both kind of audio engineers, and we have to kind of rep that thing that we know what we're doing <laughs> exactly exactly because if we didn't know what the hell we were doing why would you listen to us yeah or why would we even be doing this in the first place mm, that goes back to that ego thing i guess so yeah you know if you think you got a big enough ego and you're like i can do anything and then it's just like <laughs> oh f- i can't really do anything yeah <laughs> so that's how it's gonna go Hope- now uh, this is going to be a adult oriented show so if i do drop a few f-bombs or shits or whatever it may be i do apologize in advance yeah i'm gonna try to control that and the fact that i'm pretty sure neely would be like well we got to show people something uh whenever they come and ask us well what are you students doing and he wouldn't want to show this maybe but you know as long as it's honest and it's not vulgarity yeah true yeah uh, yeah because, you know, the F word, it is, you know, one of the best words in the English dictionary <laughs> because it could be used for everything. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so this will be a two-parter episode, just getting to know us uh, in general. And then uh, hopefully after that, we'll have some guests or maybe we'll talk about new things going on in the industry, uh, music-wise or movie-wise and or stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we'll let y'all know whenever we get a, a more handle on things. But for sure, these two parts are just going to be an introduction. So the first thing uh, I kind of typed up ahead of time was like, what got us into audio engineering, uh, really? So I well, do you want to go first? Actually, you go ahead because okay. mine's a little bit, mine's probably a little bit more boring because okay. it took me a little bit longer in life than it did you okay. to get going in the direction. So uh-huh. Okay, so like as a kid, I always loved music. Uh, I really didn't have a favorite genre until about fifth grade. I just loved music. Uh, mainly, I listened to stuff, whatever my dad played. It could be uh, rap. It could have been rock. It could have been country. Uh, mm. Actually, not country. Uh, 
I just listened to everything mainly my dad listened to. And then uh, about fifth grade or so, he started showing me like Motley Crue and Metallica and stuff. Yes, the hard stuff. And I loved Motley Crue for like two years or so, like fifth grade, I, I just, nothing but Motley Crue, Motley Crue. Sixth grade, I got into kind of like Guns N' Roses and Nirvana. Seventh grade, I kind of got into Metallica, but that's whenever I started to venture over into like the newer stuff, like uh, Slipknot and whatnot, because of my friends in right. school. They were like, have you heard of this Screamo stuff? That's what my cousin told me. And he was like, I was like, no, what's that? And he just put me, played me this track that goes, ah. <laughs> and I was like, that sucks. But then eventually I got used to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, there's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a telling here. Uh-huh. I am older than you, of course. Yeah, of course. By almost a complete decade. Two, two decades. Two decades, yeah. Because you're, I, my mom's actually older than you. Yeah, so, I mean, literally I could be your dad. I'm not saying I am, but <laughs> age-wise, I could be your father. Yes. But, um, you know, you're talking about music that I actually grew up on. Yeah. So I remember when these songs came out. Yeah. And you're listening to them for the first time with your dad, who me and him grew up in the same generation. So, yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to these types of songs. I remember when Nine Inch Nails became oh, the biggest God. thing. Yeah. And it was so controversial because of the lyrics and the words that were just used and you're mm-hmm. like nobody uses these words in real life yeah but yet it seems so alluring i want to hear more and then you know then you start appreciating the music for it, what it is like you were talking about mm-hmm. ah, what the hell is this yeah and, and then you start getting an appreciation for it because it's more than just that scream yeah so. i mean it is screaming but they scream for a reason like so many people admit like the reason why they scream is because they have a lot of anger built up and it's a good way to vent or they can't sing uh, yeah, that is true. But actually, a new thing in the scene is uh, a lot of screamers are learning how to sing, and they're becoming softer. Uh, some of them go back to the heaviness, or they just implement uh, singing in it, like uh, just like the the uh, the lead singer for Avenged Sevenfold when he blew out his vocal cords. Yeah, he didn't because he didn't know how to do it at first. Right, and to be honest, I believe that after he had throat surgery and everything else, <laughs> he actually sounds a lot better now. Mm-hmm. I believe that every single one of their albums after he had his throat surgery were more artistic it mm-hmm. wasn't just i'm gonna scream these lyrics it, yeah you could actually tell there was a story behind mm-hmm. the songs so it's it, yeah I, you know it's just one of those things where you've got to kind of adapt to your circumstances and that's that's one of the biggest things is you've got to especially in in, in the music industry mm-hmm. you course. know you got to follow the trends but you don't want to be one of those guys that's a sellout of course you know and then that's what seems to be a an issue for a lot of musicians nowadays that you know they start off in their local scene they blow up mm-hmm. you know I got a couple of friends of mine that you hopefully will have on the show that are really big in the Dallas Fort Worth music scene mm-hmm. and that's all they're gonna go you know because they don't want to be able to diversify they think that oh I've got this solid fan base here it should translate everywhere else well a lot of people may or may not know this but Texas is becoming the music capital for certain genres in the country. I mean, yeah. Nashville, of course, everybody knows, big time for country blues. Country and, and mainly bluegrass. country. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. And then you go down, you know, you come over here to Texas and you go down south, and then you've got, you know, all these rock festivals that go on every year. You've got South by Southwest. Or south by so what? Yeah, I mean, so there's, you know, all these different things. And, of course, you know, you get all these big tours that come through and, you know, like Warp Tour. Yeah, Warp Tour always starts in Texas, mainly Dallas or uh, Houston. No, I think it goes to Houston after Dallas, but 
it's always starts in Texas. Yeah. It's and then then it goes from there. And everybody that comes to Texas is like, we know you love your metal, and well, we really do. Uh, some people are have a hard time showing it at shows, and it irritates me. But but people are crazy. Yeah, they are. And uh, speaking of Warp Tour, um, hopefully we'll have another guest that's actually been on tour on Warp Tour. So we're you know we're not just gonna be two guys talking a bunch of you know nonsense about what we want and what you know what we <laughs> think is gonna be appealing. We're actually trying to make this a ordeal. We want to make this the best that we can, and we're going to try to have as best quality of, of, of guests as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, so yeah, my story. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, I also like listen to Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin in like sixth and fifth grade. So I grew, I, I listened to them too, along with Motley Crue and stuff. I, I have dark. Did I sell? Uh, sadly, I think I gave away Dark Side of the Moon, or I might still have it. But I bought that CD. Brilliant. I think as a kid, I really started to appreciate music really early, and I, I didn't really kind of realize it. Um, but yeah, so I went into metal and stuff. And then freshman year of high school came, and uh, we had like career day, and everybody was like, there's these classes that you can take. Uh, there's this one audio, we came up to this one uh, audio video class, and this dude showed us like a little video, and he was like, yeah, I actually took the class, and it's really fun, and you get to get your own laptop after your second year, um, and you get to use that. So I was like, I really love music, and I started to meet uh, this one kid. Uh, I didn't really talk to him much after that year, but me and him both listened to the same music, and I had a little bit of different opinions on some of the bands, but we still, like, we loved it. We loved the genre punk or parkour, whatever whatever you want to call right. it, but we still loved it. And so we both joined the class. Sadly, we didn't have the class together, but, we, but I still went into the class at... Um, I think I wanted to be before that. I wanted to be kind of like a game designer or something like that because all I did was play games. Yeah, yeah. My kids are in that stage right now. They're, yeah, you know, they're nine and eleven, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a game tester. I'm gonna be a game designer, yeah. or I'm gonna do this, that, and the other." And I'm just like, "Slow down." Yeah, <laughs> slow down. Hey, at least they have aspirations. Yeah, at least you know. But my my oldest boy, he uh, he he has a core. Mm-hmm. thing that he wants to do he mm-hmm. wants to be a paleontologist which oh. god bless him he's got way more smarts in his brain than i possibly could at that age um and he thinks that you know i'm gonna do this and then i'm like well in order to do that you've got to go to school for a really long time and he doesn't like school he doesn't like school right now but that's <laughs> neither here nor there but the thing is is he's like well then you know i'll be a paleontologist and um i'll pay my way through school by doing youtube videos and I'm like, well, you know, that's all well and fine, but you know how hard it is to do that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna burst his bubble. I mean, if he comes to mm-hmm. me because of the stuff that I do know on how to be able to do video editing, mm-hmm. audio, all that good stuff, I'm gonna help him. I'm yeah, yeah. Because I'm not true. gonna burst his bubble. But I don't want him to get stuck in that sense and then be like, I don't know where to go. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. So uh, from there, I took the class. Uh, had a great teacher named Trevor Castle. Love the dude. Uh, Shout out to Trevor Castle. Yeah, maybe I haven't gone and seen him in a while. Maybe I should go see him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he might come here. I don't know. They, the Mister Upchurch, uh, he works at the same place as he does. Uh, Mister Upchurch uh, came in uh, right the my senior year of uh, high school. Okay. So I've known Mister Upchurch for a while. Well, I knew about him, but I really didn't talk to him much because. Uh, so I took three years of audio and that that uh, that school. Uh, my first audio year, uh, we really didn't do much music stuff, but we did this thing, uh, Foley, 
And anybody who doesn't know Foley, they basically make all the sound effects and stuff like that. And it's really cool. And it's really, I don't know, it's really fun for me to do. But it's really cool to even watch because they sit there and they uh, they play with, or not they don't play, but they recreate the scene with uh, with stuff. And uh, they time it right. And uh, so it just sounds perfect. Something else that you guys need to know if you don't know what Foley work is, is that you may hear somebody open a door. That's not really a door that opens. Or that's, bones breaking. Or exactly. I yeah. mean, they're, they are utilizing everyday objects that you would never fathom yeah. would make certain noises. And you're just like, yeah, really? That's how they do that? So every sound that you hear, every little bitty minute, somebody walking, somebody opening a door, most of those sounds are going to be Foley work. Even someone picking up a piece of paper. Yeah. Because most of the time... I think in more bigger productions, they don't catch that. Sometimes they do catch it, but they decide to uh, just re-record it for better better quality so it's louder. But anyways, yeah, and that kind of, like, sparked my curiosity because I'm, I'm a very curious person. I, I get it from my mom. I ask thousands and thousands of questions, and I, I really piss people so off. So you're inner two-year-old. Yeah. Inner- <laughs> yeah, I really piss Why? people off. Why? Yeah. yeah and- I'm going through that right now with my little <laughs> And, uh... So I just, and this kind of piqued my curiosity. I got more into like, oh, that's how they do that. Well, I wonder how they do this. And so I wanted to do that for the longest time in high school. And that kind of circles back to what you said. You didn't want your kid to get stuck in that because I kind of got stuck in that and I didn't know where to go after high school. Um, I did want to do Foley, but I I wanted to do anything audio. And, And I was like, well, TCC has stuff. I'll go to TCC. But even then, for the longest time, I still wasn't sure, like, if, if this is right for me, I almost decided I almost was going to quit. But I said, if nothing comes for me at the end of the completing this course, I was really good at math. I love math. I don't know why, but I, I love math. I think it's because I hate to say this, like, I get like really in detail, but just like math, there is a definite answer. You just have to solve it. And I love solving stuff and I love putting things together. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that, that you love math because a lot of people may or may not know this, mm-hmm. especially our listening audience, that math and music kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. You yeah. know, because they're both universal languages. You can actually, and I've only seen this a couple of times. I think the guys at MIT may have done this. They took actual equations and converted them into musical notes. Mm-hmm. And some of it's horrible. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Some of it, I was just like, that's just a bunch of random nonsense. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, man, they hit that gym, and you're just like, that's kind of beautiful sounding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it just has to do with how everything is played out. You know, I mean, it's not like you, I can't go to a I can't go to a piano and pretend that I know what the hell I'm doing because I really don't. Yeah. But I can play chopsticks. <laughs> you know, so that's the difference between you know. Um, doing things the difficult way, I guess, and then doing it the, you know, the easy way, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like I just, uh, I almost decided to quit and go, go do math. Like it just, it seemed, I, I was like, I might go to a boring job, but I'll make, I'll make money to at least live comfortably or something. Uh, and then sadly, or not sadly, uh, great thing about that year, uh, or whenever I was going to make that decision, stuff started opening up for me. Um, I did something for a friend. Uh, I did actually a couple things for a friend, and that turned out great. Um, then I started to get more in the production side. I started working here. Now I work at the Modern Art Museum nice. uh, in the auditorium, and it's great. I love the dude there, uh, John Knuckles. The guy's an awesome guy. He's actually recording uh, stuff with his the his band too uh, he's like an ambient band well you should see if we can't get him on the show uh, i'll see yeah that's right i did talk about that i'll see if he wants to come in on the show he knows a lot he knows a lot more than i do 
but yeah, that's that's pretty much how I got into it, and uh, I just want to kind of keep pursuing it, and it just I love it. Well, my 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 story, like I mentioned at the very beginning, mm-hmm. this is not near as uh, long as yours. Mine actually was just happenstance. <laughs> um, I am a veteran of the uh, of the um, the friendly little war that we just had recently. Mm-hmm. You know, Operation Iraqi Freedom and all that good crap. <clears throat> and uh, I'm a ten year army ten year army veteran. Um, I've got a little bit of combat under my belt. Um, and I, unlike you, didn't pay attention in school. Um, I was a horrible student. I dropped out as a matter of fact, and if you're listening to this and you're still in high school, stay in school because it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do was become where I am now without a proper high school education. Don't get me wrong. I got my GED or Mm -hmm. what I like to call my good enough diploma. Um, and I did really well on the exams and stuff like that. It's just, I don't like structure. Which is funny, especially since I went into the army. Yeah, aren't they like about you got to do this this way and this that way, and exactly. you can't do any other way, or we'll beat your ass. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, anyway, no. So um, after I after I got out of the military, I actually thought, well, you know, let me let me do something. I'm good with my hands, and I was, and at that time I was really into cars, so I started doing stuff with cars, and it got to the point where. I was, um, you know, having difficulties working in the shops and stuff like that. Couldn't figure out what it was. And we'll come to find out that um, my time in Iraq kind of messed me up a little bit. And so there, I've got certain triggers. So I was just like, okay, well, I guess I can't go work in the uh, the automotive industry because the, you know, we live in Texas, and so it gets hot. And so, you know, it would it would mess with me. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, all right, well, I can't do this anymore. I did it for a couple of years. I made pretty good money at it, you know. Um, it's just one of those things where I figured that my well-being was a little bit uh, more important than the money that I was getting. Yeah. Transition from that, I went to do retail sales and stuff like that. So I had a very mundane uh, existence mm-hmm. after the military. And uh, one of my friends, I was working at some phone bank working for uh, a particular company that does timeshares. And I won't name them because uh, they're a very rotten company, first of all, and I'm not plugging them. Uh-huh. But uh, worked there for a little bit. And, um, you know, did, did really well. I mean, I don't know my, some people find my voice pleasant. Yeah. Some people it, don't. Yeah. You do have a really nice voice. You have that accent, but you, well, uh, I can get rid of it. Yeah. I was going to say, sound very I'm pretty neutral. sure knowing yeah. you, you, like you always talk about voice acting and yes, stuff. So and, you, and it's that I'm getting to that brother. Yeah. I'm getting that. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, I worked there for a while. It didn't pan out. And then I kind of bounced around a little bit. Well, I started working at a particular bank. I won't name them because, you know, it, it, it is a big company. Um, you know, they have a stagecoach. Um, that's all I'm going to say. And But anyway, uh, as I was working there, I was working over the phone as an actual banker. And, you know, I'm talking to hundreds of people a day. And get these customers that call in. Generally, it's, you know, people are always mad whenever they call their banker. So, and that's part of the reason why I'm no longer there. But anyway, um, I've had a couple of my customers that would call in. And one notable that I really remember was a woman who had said, and I don't remember exactly what her position was, but she's like, I work at CBS Radio Denver. Mm-hmm. And she's like, like I would mentioned, she's like, you've got a very pleasant voice. You have a great attitude. Um, you need to move to Denver and you need to come work for me. And I'm like, um, can't do that. Mm-hmm. I've got two stepchildren that, um, you know, can't leave the state of Texas and I'm not leaving my family behind. Um, but thank you for the, you know, thank you for the invite. She goes, well, if you ever need to write my number down and, you know, contact me and we'll, we'll figure something out. And I was like, well, okay. You know, well at the time, you know, being a banker, we're not allowed to write down anybody's information. Mm-hmm. So nothing came of it. 
a few months later, I'm actually on the phone again, and it's another individual. This guy's actually live on the radio. Oh, okay. And he's all like, hey, give me a moment, give me a moment. And he does his little his little break in between the next song and stuff like that. And he's like, all right, cool. And he gets on, and I was like, oh, man, are you live on the radio right now? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I've only got a few more moments before, you know, when this next song ends. And he started talking to me, and I was like, man, I always thought about doing radio stuff. He goes, and, you know, and I was like, it, it you know. Kind of gave him a little background about, you know, that and, you know, not supposed to do that because you're supposed to get your customers off the phone. But, oh, well, <laughs> I'm a very friendly individual. Um, I may look like an asshole and may look mean, but no, I'm a very friendly guy. But um, I'm actually opposite. I may look nice. Well, I kind of have a like a um, man. You have that AV look, brother. You do. Really? Oh. Yeah. You've got that, um, you know. Don't mess with me because I'm going to be a future CEO kind of guy. <laughs> you know, you may have given me a swirly, but I'm going to own your house one day. So don't mess with me. That's that's the look you've got. You've got one of those very unassuming. Nobody's going to pick you out of a uh, of a lineup. Yeah. But I'm definitely the guy they're going to pick out of the lineup. So. And well, I'll also be a fucking asshole if if you're an asshole to me. Oh, don't no 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 don't get it twisted, brother. I can be an asshole. No no not to you, but no I'm t- I'm talking about like you know I know you can, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> But I'm talking about like anybody's like that to me, and I don't I don't know why. I think just like working at Target and everything ruined me. But anyways, continue. retail does that to people. Yes, yeah. it does. But anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, I kind of mentioned to him, you know, about the woman from Denver, and he's like, "Man, you might want to pursue that." This was back in 2008, I want to say 2009, okay. somewhere in that area. It's been about five years. So this is 2017. So 2012, we'll call it right around there. Um, and then. I ended up um, having some issues at that job because of the stress levels. Ended up uh, having a stroke. Oh, shit. Um, 34 years old, having a stroke. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I got to get out of this job. I can't. I can't do it. I'm too young to be having a stroke and all this good stuff. I kind of floated around a little bit after that. Started working retail again, doing all this, that, and the other. Well, um, my wife, being the beautiful woman that she is, um, and the very tolerant woman, uh, her tolerance levels for mundane minimum wage paychecks i'm surprised coming to the end <laughs> and she's like oh i know you've got your gi bill you need to go to school uh-huh so i came to this wonderful campus called tcc yeah and i'm looking at the course selections and i'm like i don't like anything that's being offered here and then i'm just continuing going on i'm like i've already done this i've already done that i'm not interested in this and then out of the blue i see that tcc has a radio television and film department And I'm like, radio, television, and film? Well, I've been told I've got a very lovely voice. Maybe I should try the radio thing. And then I looked at the requirements, and I was like, you mean I don't have to do, like, normal college stuff? I've only got to take a handful of these classes, and everything else is technical-based? Man, I'm all about that. Start coming to classes, and I'm thinking, all right, radio, that's all I want to do. And then I'm like telling all these people that I know that, yeah, this is what I'm starting to do. And then it's like they come out of the woodwork. It's like, you know, <laughs> it was almost like I won the lottery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you, you win the lottery and, you know, you've got all these people that you didn't know that needed, that knew you. They're like, I want this. Yeah. But uh, instead of them saying, I want this, they're like, well, hey, let me introduce you to somebody. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do you know these people? Well, I've been doing this for, you know, however long. And I'm like, Really? I've known you X amount of years, and you're just now telling me that about this stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool, which is where some of these guests are going to be coming from. You're going to be absolutely surprised, boys and girls, on how many people that I know that have been in the industry 
for a minimum of 15 years. Which is which is a good amount of time. It is. Anything it, above like 10 years is amazing. Exactly. You're and then and then there's some people that I did know that have been doing things that uh, like mm-hmm. I went to high school with that actually made something of their lives as you know early in life as opposed to someone like myself that's decided to do this later in life. <laughs> so if you like I said boys and girls stay in school. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but anyway, I get here to the program and I'm like there's more than just radio. I mean, I knew there was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I had fun doing like the television course where, mm-hmm. you know, we had to run a studio and stuff like yeah. that. But of course, you know what my favorite part of that was? The audio. The audio. Yeah. Um, but I, for whatever reason, out of nowhere, I've got this affinity of I want to learn everything audio. Everything else is a byproduct. I don't mind learning it because it's going to help me later on down Same the line. Here. Of course. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I hate video. I like it. But to I me, like there's, watching it. There, there's too many moving parts and like filming stuff like the iris that I was talking to someone else and we learned this the other day in class, the iris and the aperture and all this <laughs> crap. And I'm just like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, but you know, there's a lot of working parts to, to audio as well. That I mean, is true. think about it. You, yeah. A lot of people don't realize this because of the way a lot of audio engineers are. A lot of them are anal retentive, and they really want that sound. So you may actually have a song that you're listening to that's your favorite song, and you may not realize that it's got a hundred tracks built into that song to get you every nuance, every syllable crash, every piece of vocal, I mean, everything. Yeah, that is true. But a lot of people don't realize that, and we'll go over this in more detail later on down the line, but mm-hmm. with the advent of MP3, it's it's a godsend, yes, because it's you know gives you instant access to your music you can have it anywhere you go but what people fail to realize is you're missing out on so much of the music Mm -hmm. and so only people that are like us that want to delve deeper into the audio realm realize these things and then whenever you hear a song for the first time in its full entirety you hear things that are so emotionally moving that you miss from the mp3 version of it it kind of saddens you mm-hmm. because then you're like i want everybody to hear this mm-hmm. but there's no way for everybody to hear this yeah. because nothing happens and we'll talk more about that in our tech there are some actual devices in the world that allow you to listen to music in its entirety if you've got a couple of thousand bucks yeah and there was one that uh patrick showed me uh patrick he is our what is he a structural something but he's basically i, I can't remember he's he, neely's right hand man that's what he <laughs> but basically he uh he does all the uh he runs everything as far as te- uh, technology he buys all the stuff he knows everything he's he's an audio guy the last person here was richard niece he was a really great guy he was awesome i didn't know him as well but he uh he was more i think of a video person um but Patrick is more of an audio. Well, he and, should be. He owned, yeah. you know, he ran, did he own TM Productions I, for a small bit of I it? I think, I know he did own a production company yeah. and he sold it and it might be. TM. The, yeah, yeah. But he, doing this stuff for 30 years. Yeah. Maybe, man, maybe more. You know, this man Has was been around. around since Jesus, you know, <laughs> I mean, but he's got a head full of knowledge. And if I could just crack that bad boy open one day and just kind of absorb it all to myself. Oh, I do absorb some of it whenever I always like ask him whenever oh, I'm going to go too. do something. Hey, how do I do this? Or what? Would, well, you can do that, or you can do this and that and this yeah. and that. I'm like, well, I remember my first semester with him, and he was like, "Hey, Dave, you're an audio guy, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." He goes, "Man, you're gonna appreciate this," <laughs> and he pulls out this box 
of old reel-to-reel tape. Oh, yeah, the master tapes? Yes, all these master tapes. And he's like, this is from 1970-something or other. And he's like, this is the original recording of this song that we did at at TMP. And I was just like, dude, you're old. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm, don't get me wrong, people, with the advancement of technology nowadays, we've got it easy. Yeah. These guys that have to splice stuff with a razor blade and tape it together with scotch tape and everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had to do all of that. He was back like, he a little background about Patrick, he uh, toured with Led Zeppelin, and I'm pretty sure everybody's like, oh my God, Led Zeppelin. We'll, uh, we'll let him tell the story on that one. Yeah, we'll just kind of okay, leave it okay, back. okay. Because okay. yeah, well, we are going to have Patrick on the show um, be- again because he is a audio genius. I'm sure this man has done things that we can only fathom. Yeah, and he's probably come up with some some innovations mm-hmm. and be like, you know, these guys were doing this 20 years after I did it, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow. yeah. Or he knew people like he told me that he. Uh, well, long story short, he and a bunch of other people were basically trying to start mtv before mtv was around but mtv beat them to it nice so that's just like you were a part of that and then he knows like billy idol and sh- and he does it nonchalantly and i'm like <laughs> yeah i love people i can't wait till i'm in that in that <laughs> position where i'm like yeah hey you know i i know i know billy corgan <laughs> people are probably like who the hell is billy corgan <laughs> and for y'all that don't know he is um, or was the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's actually got this um, this show that follows him around. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's quite interesting. He's traveling around the world, and um, he's gained a little bit of weight. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, because he used to be pretty skinny. He was skinny as a rail. I yeah. mean, I've got a buddy of mine, and he's going to be the guy that we're going to Skype on our first our first guest, okay. uh, Jason Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Watts Productions. Anyway, he... Um, he reminds me a lot of Billy Corgan mm-hmm. when we were younger. Not so much now, because he's still skinny as a rail and Billy Corgan's not. But he's kind of grown into his own. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, where was I going with this thought? I don't remember. But anyway, so yeah, so it's just one of those things where, yeah, I want to be one of those guys that's be like nonchalantly, yeah, I know these guys. Yeah. You know, I hung out with them back yeah. in the day. So yeah, I can't wait to be Mr. Hogan. I really can't. Yeah. You've been listening to Fawns and the Beard. Tune in next week when we continue episode one. See you later.